0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, April the 13th of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas smith Today's show is brought to you by the wonderful people at rockauto.com. With amazing selection, rely below prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Cardinals have a losing streak. They've lost three in a row now. they lost two to Milwaukee, and they lose the opener to Washington 5-2 to two yesterday. and A game that was really kind of blah for the most part. There were some managerial mistakes. There are still some lineup question marks in there. I know Jeff Jones, who's a beat writer on Twitter a lot, was not a fan of all the bunting yesterday, which uh, you know I understand. Um, but hey, Bunting got Mister Matt Carpenter his first hit of the year instead of zero 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 on his average; it's point zero seven one. So I mean, maybe maybe that gets him going. Who knows? Lineup's not out for today yet, obviously, but uh, maybe this, this, this that maybe that little bunt hit gets Carpenter going. Lane Thomas able to get a hit in ninth inning. Just Austin Dean uh, able to work a walk with the baseball gods watching over him. Uh, but Kisner um, struck out in the final inning to end the game. And you know we saw some players that we we haven't seen in a while. In 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 Kisner, you're making argument they haven't seen Thomas a lot this year. You know, mostly due because he was sent down at the start. But I mean, Andrew Kisner in 2021 only has four at bats and he's one for four. So, I'm going to start this show with kind of a question of... of you know, Kisner, I understand. K- Kisner, I get. Like, why he's not starting. You've got Yadi, And Yadi is on fire right now. And I, I've talked about it a lot on this show. Who's ever, whoever is hitting behind Arnauto needs to be the hottest hitter at the plate to provide some protection. And you can make an argument that that is Yadi or Molina. Because I know that average doesn't mean everything in today's game, but the only player with significant playing time with an average above 300... Besides Jadir Molina, who's three fifty-three is Nolan Arenado. Nolan Nolan Arenado saw his nine-game hitting streak snapped yesterday, but it's still a mystery to me as to why Edmundo Sosa hasn't seen the field yet. I mean, you you have guys on this roster that, you know, I talked about it yesterday that, that it's early and we need to still wait and see how things play out, but at the same time, you have guys that just simply aren't hitting. Paul Young got a hit yesterday. Struck out twice. But Paul Young is simply not hitting. Why not try a Mundo Sosa at short for a bit? Like like, like why? Austin Dean's hitting a little bit. Justin Williams got a hit yesterday, so that was good to see. But why not try John Nagowski more often in the outfield? Nagowski, you know, saw one plate appearance yesterday. He struck out, or popped out rather, excuse me. But I I just, I'm curious as to the decision-making process of, of these guys that are not getting into the game. I don't really understand it. And I, I will defend Schultz a lot. Um, and and he, he made a mistake yesterday. And I mean, in in both, I thought, in the moment he made a mistake and in hindsight, um, you know, usually you realize the hindsight. You realize the mistake in hindsight, usually. But um, I think that even in the moment, you, you could wonder why you having Gant bunt to make the second out of the inning when you got the heart of the order up and... In Soto, Bell, and Schwarber, two lefties. Bell is listed as a switch hitter, but I want to say he's only hitting left-handed now. I could be wrong, but he's listed as a switch hitter. Um, but nevertheless, why why not take a chance? Your offense is struggling. You're already down two extra runs. I I, I don't see the the benefit of leaving John Gantt in there. Yes, the bullpen is tested, but at the same time. You could have, I mean, Gallegos went, <clears throat> excuse me, Gallegos went two innings anyways and Hesley looked the best he's ever had, at least this year, with an inning of two-thirds of scoreless baseball and then Tyler Webb as well with a one-out there in the last inning. So to, to leave Gantt in and also Gant uh, being unable to uh, get the outs he needed to get, I mean, obviously it's not all on Mike Schilt, but Mike Mike Schilt took credit for it, saying that Manders got to put players in positions to succeed and he didn't do that very well in the sixth inning. So, I mean, credit to Mike Schultz for, for taking the credit there, taking the hit, because, you know, that's not something a lot of managers do. Um, we saw another, an ex-Cardinal do that Tony La Russa mentioned that last week with Chicago, but, um, you know, for for Schultz to kind of take the hit there and say, all right, that's on me, guys, I thought that, that was big of him. And, you know, as I've seen a lot of tweets saying, Mike Schultz is Mike Matheny, but worse, and... I don't know. I I think that Mike Schilt has a better understanding of his team. I think Mike Schilt has more of a belief in his team, and I think that the players have more belief in Mike Schilt than they ever did in Mike Matheny. Bottom line right now is they're just not hitting. I mean, you can blame managerial tactics all you want, but you only have probably three guys in this lineup that are hitting consistently, and that's Arnaud, Molina, and Edmund. Goldschmidt's on a bit of a funk right now, too. Because Matt Carpenter certainly isn't hitting. Justin Williams certainly isn't hitting. Austin Dean's hitting a little bit, but he's not playing enough. Daniel Nagowski isn't playing enough. And he's not hitting. Kisner's not playing enough. So you, you know, there, there was a managerial mistake yesterday. I, I will, I agree. I agree with a lot of you that I've seen on Twitter and Instagram saying that there is a, um, um that the, there was a managerial mistake made yesterday, and that it should not have been made, and there were better options. Schilt messed up. We are all human. We all mess up from time to time. But I just think that it's, it's difficult to to make those mistakes on top of a team that isn't hitting. Because, like I mentioned, in, in the moment, it, made, it didn't make a whole lot of sense for me to let Gant hit for himself, give up an out, and then not even, like I said, not even get through the next inning, not even get an out the next inning. That's both on Schilt and on Gant. It really, it, it really is. I don't think there's any way around that. But I think when you have a team that's not hitting, you've got to at least put a hitter up there and not put um, a pitcher up there. Because you can brag about your athletic ability all you want as a pitcher and say this staff is better than but doesn't matter. You have professional hitters on your team for a reason. You have pretty good pieces in your bullpen that can come in and behind John Gantt and get it done. To me, it made little to no sense as to why you let Gantt bunt there. And, you know, but at the same time, if Gantt bunts and then Eben comes through with a hit, then Schilt doesn't get as much heat. Bullpen comes in, shuts it down a little bit more than, than they did in that game. Andrew Miller did not pitch well. Um, then this isn't an issue. So it's, it's not all on the managers. Managers get blamed so often for losses when this is a player's game. Schilt messed up, yes, but this is still a player's game and the players do not execute. John Gantt should have gone out there in the. In the sixth inning, to say, "All right, gave me a chance to get a couple more outs. I'm going to go up there and get a couple more outs." He didn't. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Um, and, and yesterday was just a tough game that you know fall down earlier then you tie it in the third with, um, with with a single, then you give up the lead, and then you get get back within one run with a home run, and then the bullpen just wasn't able to keep it a close game or to keep it within striking distance because it was two then three and it just got too late there and even the ninth inning with the baseball gods helping austin dean a little bit it it just wasn't enough so it, it, it it's unfortunate that, that that game just never really seemed in the cardinals grasp so Manager made a mistake yesterday. The best we can do is turn around and, and come back to today. The best they can do is come back and turn around today and see what they can do today. So that'll do it for segment one. Segment two, I'll, I'll preview my thoughts on game two and what I think a lineup should should probably look like against Mr. Steven Strasburg. And it's not going to be an easy day for the Cardinal offense. Um, but I'll give my thoughts on that coming up here in just a moment. Let's talk about today's show sponsor, rockauto.com. They're a family business serving customers online for 20 years. Head over to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds, that's right, hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. And best of all about those prices, they're always reliably low at rockauto.com. And whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer, they are the same. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write LOCKED ON in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, relying below prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Cardinals play at 6:45 tonight. Um, I'll be umpiring at 5, so I'll be able to, to catch the, the middle and, and tail end of, of the, that game, but it'll be a, it'll be a difficult game. But uh, before I tell you about that, I want to tell you about the Locked On Today podcast. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Peter Bukowski hosting um, with the help of our local experts as well. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Steven Strasberg had a really good start in his first start. Lived up to the Steven Strasburg hype that he hasn't always lived up to and The last time he faced St. Louis was in the dreadful uh, 2019 National League Championship Series in which he struck out 12 over 7 innings that day. In his first start, um, he went 6 innings, gave up a hit, and struck out 8 as well. So he's on fire, I guess, after one start. So it'll be interesting when you look at the matchup as to who, uh, who has good numbers against Mr. Strasburg. It's not very... Um, not very inviting if you're a Cardinal fan. Nolan Arenado's hitting 429 and seven at bats with a home run. Carpenter's one for nine. Dean's one for nine. Uh, Edmonds one for two. Goldschmidt's one for ten. So not, not a lot of at bats in the regular season, but obviously we saw what Strasburg did in the postseason. And you know the Cardinals oppose Strasburg with Jack Flaherty. Uh, he you know had a pretty good start in, in his in his last time out. Um, six six innings against the Marlins and. What's good news for him, according to LW.com, is that he is starting at Bush. That's his debut. And according to is his career ERA at Bush Stadium is 2.71. He usually tends to pitch well at home, which is a good thing for St. Louis because St. Louis needs a jolt right now. This team, you know, I get that it's early. You know, I I know that it's early. I've been saying that a lot, right? But at the same time, you you don't want to falter too much, you don't want to be too far behind. And they have, they have a tall task ahead of themselves tonight against Steven Strasburg. And, you know, yesterday against Eric Fetty, credit to him. I thought the Cardinals were going to beat him pretty good. And they just they, they didn't. They, they, they got beat. They got handcuffed. And they the, the bullpen came in and did a, an excellent job as well. Um, Finnegan giving up the home run, but you also had Rainey Hudson and Hand pitch scoreless outings. So credit to, to, to Fetty for, for getting their job done. And the Cardinals also faced – Pretty good pitcher in Joe Ross tomorrow, so that this series now after losing game one looks honestly looks pretty bleak for St. Louis. You know, I thought that they would win yesterday, um, lose today, and win tomorrow. That was my prediction on yesterday's show, but this offense right now just looks looks eh. Uh, They went one for six with runners in scoring position yesterday, that left seven runners on base. Meanwhile. The Nationals went 4-for-13. Nationals also left nine runners on base, but part of that was due to Ryan Helsley coming in, bases loaded, getting a strikeout, then getting a double play. Because Dylan Carlson can play himself some center field. through a strike on a, what would have been, what should have been, a sacrifice fly through an absolute bullet to the plate to get Kyle Schwarber at home. So that was huge. That was a big momentum shift, and the Cardinals just weren't able to do anything with it. Because I am big on momentum in the game of baseball. You guys know this. And I think the momentum right now is showing itself in the bullpen. Yes, Gallego struggled in his second inning. Miller pitched awful. But you had Helsley get his, another good outing in a row for him. You had Webb come in and get an out with a strikeout. So you have these guys that that, that are pitching well. It's now time for the offense to kind of get a jolt. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I just think that th- this offense... Because right now, you, you really don't have a cleanup hitter. You you, you really don't. I, th- I mean... You you have Yadi, which is nice, but he's uh, God, God. love Yadir Molina, and you know all the power to him when he's on fire right now. But he's not a true cleanup hitter. He is not the long term solution at the cleanup position. He he's just not. Um, so if if it were me, and I know that Carlson is also struggling a little bit right now, he struck out twice yesterday. But my lineup, and I don't I don't know if this will actually end up being the case. But my lineup is you know, and again, going with the numbers against Steven Strasburg, you can't really do that with a lot of confidence because the numbers aren't good against Steven Strasburg. So, you know, not throwing those out the window, but kind of just going with what the Cardinals have to offer. I'm going Edmund at second and I'm moving Carlson to the second position. Goldschmidt three, four, Molina five. And I'm putting Carlson in center field, putting Austin Dean in left field. Um, Austin Dean can bat sixth and I'll put DeYoung at seventh and then eighth. You can either go Williams or Nagowski or Thomas probably Thomas right now. Cause he seems to be playing the best. Um, but Dean or Thomas, I think are the two options right now in the outfield that aren't Dylan Carlson uh, or that, that isn't Dylan Carlson. I just think that the, this needs to be some combination of, of Dean and Thomas. And you know I think Williams will end up figuring it out. I, I do like Williams. He seems to, he, he put up good numbers in the minors and things like that. But right now, Williams just isn't cutting it. So the, the, this offense needs a jolt and it, you know, there's been a lot of talk as well as, oh, Jeff Albert needs to be on the, the hot seat and everything like that, and there is something to that uh, of players struggling since Jeff Albert's higher, but also you looking at last year's numbers, you know, you, you got to take those with a grain of salt. I don't blame Jeff Albert for the offensive struggles of last year, and this team just needs to not strike out as much, and again, I'm not trying to be so positive yesterday and so negative today, like, that, I understand that it's still early, but, you know, it's never easy to, to sit and swallow a three-game losing streak at home. Because you know, even though there's there's not there's, there's only thirteen thousand, not forty thousand fans at Bush, but it's still a three-game losing streak at home, and you don't want to have too many of those at home. Because right now the Cardinals are one and three at home. Best they can do now on this home stand is finish up three and three, and it, it's going to be a tall task. And I'm not not sure if this offense is cut out for it at, at this current time. I think they're going to end up fitting figuring it out, like I mentioned last. Or on yesterday's episode, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. So that, that'll do it for segment two. Uh, more Cardinal Baseball talk coming up here in just a moment. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over and college basketball, but the NHL, NBA, and MLB are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards TV shows and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Betonline has you covered for all the news, scores and odds that you need to know. It's the best way to place your bets, and best of all, it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% off your excuse me, your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Again, locked on gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. That means if you Put in a hundred dollar deposit. Enter the promo code Locked On. You'll get free fifty extra dollars. Who doesn't love free money to bet with? Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Gonna be a bit of, of a shorter show today, just with, with the nature of the, of the struggles yesterday. I'm not trying to uh, overlook any struggles, but at the same time. I mean, there's just so, so much you can say about the struggling offense. I mean, they're, they're getting unlucky. They seem to be hitting the ball hard. I know that they had an expected batting average of over 400 at the series against Milwaukee. And, you know, I've seen some people complain about a lot of the Cardinal beat writers, including myself, talking too much or what, what they think is too much about exit velocity. And, you know, I get that it, it can seem it can seem useless. It can seem pointless to, um, to be talking about exit velocity when, when the results aren't there. But exit velocity is, is super important. It means you're hitting the ball hard. At any level, no matter what time of history you're looking at, cardinal, or not cardinals, players have aimed to hit the ball hard. When you hit the ball hard, that means you've got your good swing. Things are going to fall down eventually, right? So when you're looking at exit velocity, that means that the, the, the players there, the mechanics are there, the, the the timing is there. It's just a matter of getting things to fall. So I'm not going to stop tweeting about exit velocity. I'm not going to stop. And I know a lot of people are talking about it as well, not just me, but I would get on board with Exavilo, because it's 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 not the end-all, be-all. It's not saying, okay, this person is hitting the ball over 100 miles an hour every time. He's going to be great, keep playing him, because he keeps getting outs. No, but it just means that he's going to, most likely, find long-term success if he keeps hitting the ball hard. Because if you keep hitting the ball hard, keep putting the ball in play, good things will happen. We saw that over Milwaukee when Austin Dean put the ball in play on the air provided run scoring opportunities early in that game before the game got way too far out of hand putting the ball in play is key Cardinals struck out 11 times yesterday for me still too much not a fan of the strikeout I'm not a fan of this three outcome game of strikeout walk homer that's just me personally I think the Cardinals are need to cut down on their strikeouts but exit velocity is extremely important and I think that you know, when you look at a guy like Matt Carpenter, who is hitting the ball hard, you know, his bunt, not a great example of that bunt for hit, but he is hitting the ball a lot harder than he has for a, in a long time, then, then you have reason to be optimistic as a baseball fan, as a Cardinal fan. Because say what you will about Carpenter and how you, you, know, you think you should sit, it's not easy watching a guy of, of Matt Carpenter's ability, or at least of Matt Carpenter's past ability, you know, a guy who is loved so much by St. Louis, it's not easy to watch him struggle like this. It, it, it's just not. And as much as I think that, you know, he shouldn't play because you got to limit his playing opportunities because he's just hurting the team, it's not easy to watch him struggle. And right now, sadly, it seems like a lot of the Cardinals are, are also struggling. Cardinals going to have to get goldschmidt Arnato going. Arnato uh, his first hit list game, so I'm not freaking out about, about Arnato But Goldschmidt's average has dipped just a touch to below... Um, it's at 231, an OPS of 568. So it's not just the average that I'm looking at, but if you look at his, his game logs, it, it's it's been getting lower and lower ever since he was four for five on opening day, um, and then ever since then he's one for four, over four, one for three, one for five, one for five, one for four, and he's o for his last at least over his last nine. Put it that way. Um, so it's a bit of a streak to to be concerned about, but. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what the lineup construction is like tonight. Um, and then tomorrow, like I said, the Cardinals play at one tomorrow. I'm sorry, twelve fifteen. 15 Eastern, so twelve fifteen tomorrow. Joe Ross versus Adam Wainwright. I'm excited to see Jack Flaherty's Bush debut. I think that he has an opportunity here to, to build off of his last start and have a really good start at home in front of some Bush faithful and set up a rubber game tomorrow. But that's all I got today. And, again, I've got Ben Fredrickson on the show either Thursday or Friday, maybe part one Thursday, part two Friday. And talking with him Thursday morning. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm looking forward to that content. So keep your eyes open for that. But until I talk to you again, stay safe, stay well, have a great day.